Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. It's a show, and it's a podcast. It's about a game called The Show. Uh, and again, I cannot reiterate this point enough. It's a podcast. But today, here we are. Oh, we went to the wrong camera. That's fine. YouTube, don't worry about it. We're still here. We do this live. We don't edit. What is going on? We are talking about the May monthly awards program. Thank you guys again for tuning in for another week. Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to this, I appreciate you. Uh, how about last week? How about Bob Kendrick, guys? Was he not the coolest person on the planet we call Earth? I think he is a gem of a human being. It was an incredibly fun episode. We got a little hashtag KDJTV breaking news, sort of, when he told us that Storylines was actually supposed to come out for MLB 24, but they loved the project so much they sped it up. I don't remember hearing that anywhere else. So please credit me. I am your source. Thank you. Uh, but today we're talking about content. We're back to talking about content. I largely think the May Monthly Awards program was pretty darn good. Even if you don't like the Lightning card, I don't know why you wouldn't, there are actually several options in this in this path, in this reward path, that are viable for any level of ranked. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of the content that came out last week. Uh, we're not really going to get too much into the nitty-gritty of June Tops now. There's no point in talking about that. The new event card sucked. Honestly, the Kaiju Takeover was kind of stupid, in my opinion. Maybe some people thought it was cool. Maybe I'm in the minority there, but that's fine. I'm allowed to think different. Um, so we're not really going to talk about the Kaiju stuff. This is about the May Monthly Awards Program. But before, guys, we get to the May Monthly Awards Program, let's take a goose and a gander at this SOB. Because... Sheesh! 99 Kaiju Series Joe Maurer might be, well, I think Showzone confirmed, is the best catcher ever in Diamond Dynasty history. This card is egregiously good. Um, I am so close to being able to purchase him. I have 305,000 stubs. He costs, at time of recording, about 338 if I were to buy now. He is max contact versus both sides. He is 116 power. 100 power left is huge for Joe Maurer. He should not swing a noodle at all. 108 vision is excellent. 125 clutch is great. It's perfect because it means his contacts will always be 125. He's 99 in the field, 97 arm strength, 96 accuracy, 93 reaction, 99 blocking. I don't know why he doesn't have the catcher pop time quirk if his fielding's so good. Doesn't matter. His fielding is absolutely electric. It's actually stupid how good his fielding is. Oh, and if that wasn't enough, he has 72 speed. I am not a Joe Maurer hater, but I would like you to show me at what point in his career this man was worthy of 72 speed. I am not upset about it. I love Joe Maurer. This is a video game. It doesn't have to be real. Uh, he will be my catcher for the remainder of set two and probably all of set three. He is a chase card. He's an expensive boy. This price seems to be the going rate for chase cards nowadays. Tatis was around this price. Mickey Mantle was around this price. Joe Maurer was around this price. Now, Mantle and Joe Maurer are the S tier of the chase cards so far. Tatis is below under, uh, just below them. I believe Shohei was the first chase card, right? So Shohei is, Shohei and Tatis are probably in that next tier. 
Uh, that's nothing against either of them, but I think Mantle and Maurer are just in a, in a class of their own. Just unbelievable cards. Joe Maurer could also play first base if you'd like to put him there. Uh, I'm not going to. He has Road Warrior, Night Player, First Pitch Hitter, which we love, Dead Red, which we love, Fighter, and Situational Hitter. Again, no catcher pop time. Couldn't tell you why. Um, I don't know, guys. There's, uh, there's nothing else to say. This card is just absolutely electric and, and beautiful, and I will put him as my catcher. Thank you, Jorge Posada, for your contributions to the God Squad. But unfortunately, it's your time to go home. Uh, now to the, the meat and potatoes here of the episode. We are going to grade every single, if I can find it, nope, that's the wrong menu, sorry, we're going to grade every single um, May Monthly Awards Path card. We're going to start with the first cards we unlock and work our way up to the big boy May Monthly Lightning card, Aaron Judge. So Blake Trinan, 95 overall. This card's solid. Beyond solid, he's probably just a straight-up A. He has 125 hits per nine. I have him at P1. You can do math, but I'm just going to speak what I have. 125 hit per nine, 101 K9, 125 clutch, 99 velo, 94, uh, 99 break, excuse me, 84 control, 83 B per nine. His stuff is going to not always be exactly where we want it. Sinker, cutter, slider, four-seamer. You know what you're getting out of Blake Trinan. He is a captain. So if you want to use him as a captain, go ahead. He also has Outlier 1, so his sinker will be quick. I mean, this card's great. At worst, an A-. minus. We're going to call him an A because I'm a fan of Blake Trine. I don't think he makes my bullpen. If only because there are a few other guys who have different arm angles that I think are a little more valuable at this point. But when set 1 goes away and I need a set 2 arm, Blake Trine might slide right in there. This is a legit card. It's a very good. I'm a fan. Eddie Rosario, 95 overall, May Monthly Hitting Captain. What's his... Excuse me as I burp here. I just ate dinner. Sorry. It's disgusting. Um, Eddie Rosario can play third base. Very interesting. Uh, one... I have him at P1. So again, do the math. 122 contact right, 125 contact left. 76 power right, 74 power left. It's actually a weird point in his career when you might have considered him more of a contact hitter than a close your eyes and swing as hard as you can hitter. 125 clutch... 82 in the field, 86 arm is another weird point in his career where he was capable in the field. 99 durability is also funny because I feel like he's hurt a lot now, though I believe he previously had vision problems, so maybe that's maybe that's irrelevant to durability. Um, listen, if we're grading him relative to cards you'd be using on your God Squad, it's like a C. It's got the high contacts, which we love. He's got 125 clutch, which, which we love. Decent in the field. His power is just not going to hold up. But this is a captain card, guys. In the realm of captain's cards, this is a very good captain. This is probably like a B-plus, A-minus captain. But if we're grading them together, as far as all the cards that just dropped on a level playing field, it's about a C. And that makes obvious sense. It's an outfield card. That's a 95 when outfield is dense. So, uh, don't sue me. Moving along to the 95 overall pack. Spencer Steer, have him at P1. I'm going to keep saying it. Do the math. 92 contact right, 96 contact left, 88 power right, 91 power left, 81 clutch. That's really, really not good. 77 in the field, 72 speed. He is a first base primary who plays second, third, and short. Listen, is this a good card for your God Squad? Probably not. 
Uh, you want to put him on your bench? Just because he can play a few positions? I guess that's fine. Um, he is about a C-. minus. If we're grading him on swing alone, I think his swing is electric. I actually very much enjoy his swing. In the event, we're hitting 464 with three homers, three doubles, uh, 13 hits. He's great. But... He doesn't do anything well enough to be worthy of a spot on your team. He's not a pinch runner, because he has 72 speed. He's not a guaranteed defensive replacement, because his fielding at his primary of first base is 77. And it's very rare that you would probably sub out your first base. But I guess if he's slow, you need a pinch runner. Either way, 77 is hardly a defensive replacement. And he's a balanced hitter, which is cool. But, like, if you want him to be used, he's got to be juiced versus lefties or righties. He's got to have some utility on one side. Plus, as a bench pinch hitter, that's repetitive. As a pinch hitter, 81 clutch, 8 gonna cut. So he's about a C-. minus. What's stopping him from being a D or even an F is that his swing is electric. It, it truly is. Maybe it's because I like his 5'11 strike zone, uh, but it is what it is. D Dowry, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Mr. Moretta from the Pittsburgh Pirates. P1, but 125 hit per 9 which is wild. Struck out 14 batters over 9 hitless innings in his first 7, seven appearances of May. Excuse me, I'm tired. Oh my god! Sorry, I'm recovering from a 4-day weekend in Louisville for a bachelor party in which I drank a lot of bourbon. So I am exhausted. Borderline deceased. But here we are creating the podcast anyway. Uh, 118 K9, 125 pitching clutch, 99 break, 82 velo. Listen, 125 hit per nine cannot save this card. It's a D. 66 BB per nine, I could throw it closer to the strike zone with my eyes closed. 82 Velo is is usable, but meh. Uh, he Primary slider is cool, but he only throws slider four-seam circle change. That four-seam is only getting up to 96. He has no quirks. And again, I cannot reiterate this enough, his control is horseshit. BB per nine, same thing. You know what I'm getting at here. He's not going to put the ball where you want. He is a D to F. I'm going to give him a D just because it's cool that he has his card and his hits per nine is high enough that if you are playing with him on a high difficulty for some reason, PCIs against him are going to be teeny, 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 tiny. So I'll give him a D. D for Dowry or Dory or Dora the Explorer, whatever his name is, Mr. Moretta. Respect to you. Unfortunately, your card is just not great. Next up, Owen Miller. Um... Listen, he plays just about every position. Second base, first, third, short, left, right. Only thing missing is center field. And could he play there? No. Mm. Uh, 51 arm strength at P1. Oh boy, that is bad. He is a second baseman or a first baseman, in my opinion, and that is it. Even though he could play all those other places. 86 speed is nice. Uh, 125 clutch is phenomenal. I think for that reason, plus his high contacts already, 108 and 110... You could get away with putting him on your bench if you are a budget player. There's nothing wrong with being a budget player. I'm just offering this as an option for you. He has 86 power versus right, which can play given the high clutch and the high contact. The 65 power versus left, though, is poopy caca. Um, this is probably a solid C, this card. It is better than Spencer Steer in that he has more utility because at least something on the card is good. And in this case, it's the clutch. Plus... He plays more positions than Spencer Steer. He's faster than Spencer Steer. And if you get rid of the arm strength, don't look at it for a minute. He's a better fielder. 
So Owen Miller is a better card than Spencer Steer. I think we said Spencer Steer was a C minus. We're going to give Owen Miller a C. This is not meant to be a God Squad starter. It's meant to be a henchman on the way to the boss. But sometimes we get surprises in these, and sometimes the cards are pretty good. Largely, spoiler alert until we get, because we didn't get to the end yet, uh, the main monthly program was a big win. I think the cards are excellent largely out of this. These are just the henchmen. Not a big deal. Michael Huaka. Um... 114 hit per nine because Michael Waka suddenly became a good pitcher in the month of May. I can't recall a time in which he was ever a truly dominant pitcher. But <laughs> as good as 114 hits per nine is, and as good as 99 break is, and as good as 118 pitching clutch is, he's 78 velo, so he is batting practice. He is 72k per nine, so you're going to foul the ball off a million times against him. And he's kind of largely stinky. He throws a cutter and a sinker. His four-seam and sinker are essentially the same speed. You know we like pitch differentials, excuse me, in this house. He doesn't... What does he have? Quirks. He's breakout liar. Phenomenal. whoop do. Um, for hit per nine and meta pitches alone, I'll give him a C+. It is unfortunate that Michael Waka was the pitcher who had the month that he, Michael Waka had. Because he just does not translate to this game well. If you take the exact month he had and give it to, like, a meta-relevant pitcher, we might be having a different conversation about the utility of the card. But because it's Michael Walker's arsenal, C+. Christopher Morel. Killed by Clutch. This card had so much potential. It's a fun card to use in events, and certainly fun in BR. I like him a lot, actually. But if you're talking super competitive playoff, the bench is a pinch hitter, he falls a little short. He plays center field, second, third, short, left, right. He plays basically every position but first and catcher. He's 73 in the field, which is not phenomenal, but he has 99 arm, so that is great. 87 speed, we like that too. 125 power versus right is his big calling card. He does not replicate that against lefty, 95. His clutch is 88. And if he had like 110 clutch, which I would argue, if you homer five games in a row and hit nine home runs in your first 12 games of the month, some of those are pretty clutch homers. And clutch, if not just because otherwise you're swimming in your head while you're on this home run streak. I think that clutch rating is a little BS. Maybe I define clutch differently than other people do. But if he had like 110 clutch, we're talking about a bench bat against righties, even though it's a same-handedness, there's no platoon advantage, just because he does have speed and can play so many positions. Because of that, he doesn't have those things. He's Spencer Steer for me. He's, uh, you know what, that may, that might not be fair, because he does at least specialize against righties. Uh, I would give Morel a C. I'll put him one slight ranking ahead of Spencer Steer, just to be fair. He does play more positions, he is a little faster. Uh, and the 99 arm is nice too. So this, a solid C for Christopher Morel. It kind of stinks, but that's what he is. Tanner Scott. On paper, a semi-viable lefty. Slider, four-seam sinker, three pitches is not great, but because he's, uh, you know, a lefty specialist, you can get away with it. 120 hit per nine, 118 K9. 99 velo, 96 break at P1. 123 pitch and clutch at P1. But, boy, he cannot locate anything. Um, <laughs> 64 BB per nine and 69 varied ice control at P1. Because of the state of left-handed pitching in this game, relatively speaking, I know more options have come out within the last few weeks, but still pretty, pretty, uh, a dearth of options. That means that's an SAT word. I always give you guys an SAT word. Um, 
he can be playable a little bit. But I think his delivery is incredibly easy to read. Couple that with huge par regions because he doesn't know where the ball is going. He only throws three pitches. He doesn't have any relevant quirks. He doesn't have outlier or anything like that. This is like a C plus just because he's a lefty reliever. If he was a righty with this same card makeup, we'd be talking D. But only because he gets saved a little bit because he's a southpaw. So D plus, it is what it is. To the 97 overall pack is when we start cooking. Framber Valdez, 109 stamina, 97 hit 9, 90 K9, 92 BB per 9. I'm not going to read every single stat here, don't worry. The clutch is great, the control is great, 99 velo, 99 break. He has break outlier, which we love, sinker, cutter, slow curve, circle change, four seamer. The differentials are okay, they're not phenomenal, but they'll work. He's a lefty. He has a kind of funky motion. I sometimes struggle to pick the ball up out of his hand. I think Framber Valdez is pretty good. I think he's a B, maybe even a B plus. Listen, there are not a lot of this range of pitching options that are viable. There is a chance that this week's How to Pitch With video is even with Framber Valdez because I think if you pair him with the Blake Trinan captain boost... We're talking about a legit pitcher here. Because his hits per nine is going to go up, his K per nine is going to go up. Um, if you use Framber Valdez in ranked, I'm not going to judge you literally at all. I think this is a very good 97 overall free henchman card. Did I say B+, I think we're going B+, on this one. Uh, I said B or B+. Plus. I, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast today. Like I said, still hungover, kind of. We're going to go B plus on Framber Valdez. This is a good card, guys. I mean, primary sinker with a slow cutter, I'm in. Will Smith. I, uh, I want to preface this by saying I love Will Smith. He has, in my opinion, an electric swing. I know some people struggle with Will Smith. I am not one of those people. In 28, granted, short, small sample size and an all-star event. 28 at-bats, we're hitting 571 with six ding-dongs and two doubles. He murders lefties. Right now at P1, we're 117 contact left, 104 power left. It's a little lacking against the righties. 99 contact right, 87 power right. But he does have 109 clutch. And that helps. It hurts him a little bit against lefties, but it helps him against righties. He's a good fielder. He's got a strong arm. He runs decently well with 68 speed for a catcher. He has Road Warrior Dead Red, Fighter, Rally Monkey, Unfazed, Table Setter, which means if nobody's on base, he does well. I'm giving B uh, Will Smith a B-. I think if his, if his right-handed contact was a smidge higher, we'd be talking about a viable, free starting catcher on your God Squad. He still kind of is. I would not be shocked if people used him. I like Will Smith quite a bit, as I already said. So I'm going to say B-. minus. He's so close to being a BB+. This is a good card. I love his swing. He's going to be an events and BR demon for me. But like I said with Joe Maurer, he's not going to touch my team. But not everybody can afford Joe Maurer. Not everybody has Jorge Posada. Not everybody... Well, most people have Carlos Santana. But you know what I mean. He's in the, he's in the running here. He's a B-. minus. Felix Bautista. This is an A- minus reliever. Because his delivery is impossible to pick up. Unless you're facing me. 
Because in the event in five innings, I have a 14.4 ERA. Maybe I'm not good at pitching with Felix Bautista. But his four-seamer is electric with outlier. His splitter is disgusting. It drops off the table. His slider comes out of his hand like any other, like no other pitch I've ever seen. It's impossible to pick up. He's six foot eight. He's a he's a defensive end at 285 pounds. Max hits per nine. Max K per nine. Max clutch. Max velo. Max break. His control is semi-suspect with 68 BB per nine, but it's hardly a detriment with how good this card is. I will be seeing this in ranked seasons. I am not looking forward to seeing it in ranked seasons. In my opinion, the only thing holding him back from being an A or A+, is that BB per 9 at 68. But, it's clearly usable. A- for Felix Bautista. Lourdes Guriel. Now we are talking. This is a bench option for a lot of people. This is a B-plus card. He is a left field primary with first, second, short, and right field. 78 in the field is not a great defensive replacement, but if you need a pinch hit with him, then it works. You can pinch hit with him because he has 125 clutch. He also has 125 contact left base, 110 contact right. So he's good off the rip, but the clutch helps. Uh, 109 power right is very good. 71 power left is lacking, but I actually find that his swing generates a decent amount of exit velo. So he probably plays a little bit above that 71. What hurts him here is that he's kind of just average in a lot of stats. Attributes, I should say. The contact left, as we said, is great. The contact versus right is very good. But then we're talking like 88 vision is not amazing. Um, like I said, he's not a go-to defensive replacement, which is not surprising. I never associate fielding with Lourdes Gurriel. I associate a bat-first player. And 65 speed is just kind of average. So... I think this card's good for what it is. If you want to put him on your bench, go ahead. He's a, not a terrible pinch hitter. I just don't think he's a must-use. Nathan Yavaldi. He has a, a cutter. He has a splitter. He has a slider. No changeup kind of hurts him. The splitter is kind of a changeup, but it's a little too quick, in my opinion, to be uh, used the same way. His curveball is effectively useless because it hangs, and all curveballs hang. What's bad about this card is that he has 75 K9, so striking people out is going to be an issue. And I think he's incredibly easy to read. This is probably a B-minus card because when you look at holistically what he is, it would be unfair to judge to, to grade him less than that. But I do not suggest you use this card. Framber Valdez is clearly and significantly the better option of the two. Not that it not that your situation should come down to these two, but because they're from the same pack, it's a fair comparison. Uh, Framber Valdez is light years better than Nathan Ivaldi. I'm only giving Ivaldi a B minus because for a 97, he does have some nice traits. 112 hit per nine, 116 stamina, 125 pitch clutch, 99 break. Uh, he's got break outlier. So like there are things that are lifting this card up. But when we talk about things that are important, you have to be able to get swings and misses, especially on higher difficulties. And 75, 75 excuse me, K per nine is not going to do that. Lastly, Riley Green. There is one thing, one single thing holding this card back from being like a lot, a lot of fun. He's still good and fun to use in BR and events. 69 power versus left to start with the way the rest of this card is built really stinks. He's got max contact versus right and left. 91 power right with the way he swings plays much higher. That 69 power versus right is bad. 118 clutch is not max, but darn it, that's good. 80 in the field, 82 arm, 81 reaction, 88 speed. 
I might not want to play him in center field. I'd probably rather put him in a corner. This card is probably a B. I just wish, if we could get that power left to 80, 82, we are talking about a fun card to use. In team builds, you want to occasionally put him on the bench. Like, you could do a lot with that card if that power versus left was just a little bit higher. I'm still a fan. Riley Green's high diamond cards for the last couple years have slapped. This is still a fun card. He's a B. He's just this, this close to being like a legit, legit crazy good card. So that's all the 95s and the 97s. So now we move into the cards you receive along the path. We're almost done here. We have six more cards to talk about. Luis Rober. I believe Rober is how we say it. I've learned with my head how it's said. That rhymed. I'm a poet. Um, I don't know what to make of Luis Rober, Mr. Lubob. He has 85 speed, he has 99 fielding, which he's a fantastic fielder, 86 reaction, 85 arm. He's gonna put he's gonna play, excuse me, a great outfield no matter which position you put him in. That's what I was trying to say. 106 clutch is uh, it's fine. I have played on Hall of Fame with cards with slightly less than that, Jorge Posada, for instance. But that's also because he's a switch hitter, catcher's a tough position, he has a glitchy swing, etc. etc. 125 contact left is hurt by 106 clutch. His 93 contact right has helped a little bit, but it's not great. 112 power right, 102 power left. If you're using Lubob, it's as a defensive replacement and an emergency pinch hitter against lefties. I would rather use Riley Green. But Lubob kills lefties, whereas Green hits righties better. So, you know, they have different utilities. It's not a one-to-one -one comparison. For that reason, I'm giving Lubob a B. I think he has a place off the bench. On All-Star, you'll probably see a handful, more than a handful of people starting him. I don't hate him. He is a killer of lefties. In my opinion, it's, it's kind of hard to hit righties against him because 68 vision is also not phenomenal. You know what? So maybe that's a B minus. I'm gonna I'm gonna change B minus for Lubob. He's not awful. There are just a couple things holding him back. B minus. He's fun. If I get him in BR, I'm gonna smack the ball around. But he's just not a god squad guy. Mitch Keller. What a revelation Mitch Keller has been. Cutter sinker slurve. He's got a nasty slurve. Circle change. Uh, quirks. We have none for some reason. 99 velo. 99 break. 89 control. 103 BB per nine. He's gonna put it roughly where you want it. 103 stamina isn't phenomenal, but it's fine. You get a solid six innings, maybe like 80 to 90 pitches out of him. 92 hits per nine is a little on the low side, but if you, you beef him up with the Blake Trine and Captain Boost, we're talking. 95k per nine is borderline not want to use him. But Mitch Keller is a free 98 overall that does a lot of things well. His pitches move a considerable amount. He's got a phenomenal pitch mix. In my opinion... This, if I could pick five pitches to have on any pitcher, this is what I want. A four-seamer, a cutter, a sinker, a slurve. I like the slurve better than the slider. That's controversial, but I'm a big slurve fan. Circle change. I would just ideally have an outlier fastball instead. And I know Mitch can't have that. That's okay. That's not a fair critique of him. I'm just offering my opinion here. Uh, I think Mitch Keller is a B to B plus. He's kind of like a marginal grade there. I would rather use Framber Valdez for what Framber Valdez offers. 
I also think Mitch Keller's delivery is pretty easy to read. So he is, like, hardly a tick below Framber. That's my opinion. Moving on. Wander Franco. Franco. Frankie boy. Not all who wander are lost. Okay, I'm moving on. Uh, 88 speed, 99 steel, 99 base running aggressiveness. I guess for that purpose, he can be a pinch runner. I prefer mine to have 99 speed. That's just me. 97 in the field. He's a demon at shortstop. He can also play second and third. What I have noticed about Wander, disregard his power ratings. 81 power right, 73 power left. I think the ball jumps off his bat. 100 contact right, 125 contact left. His 107 clutch, which is okay at this point. 98 vision. Excuse me. Sorry, I keep Chipotle uh, coming up here. But I think Wander is a B plus. I will be seeing him, I'm sure, on Hall of Fame. I don't think I'm going to see him on Legend or when I get closer to World Series. But I think Wander's pretty damn good. He's got a comfortable, sweet swing. I think a lot of people use Lindor. But when Lindor goes away after set one, maybe Wander slides into his place as that switch-hitting shortstop. He has a place. He's a B-plus. What's holding him back is that his clutch is a little bit lower than I'd like on this type of card. Um, and his 100 contact right just doesn't seem high enough to me. But, excellent card. Excellent, excellent card. Evan Phillips, A-plus. Amazing card. Should be in your bullpen. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, he's free. I cannot reiterate enough. He is free, and he's probably like a top eight right-handed pitcher in the right-handed reliever, excuse me, in the game. Slurve, cutter, four-seam sinker. We have home body and night player, so nothing incredibly crazy. 99 velo, 99 break, 125 hit per nine, 107 K9, 96 BB per nine with 91 control is our right. 125 clutch. I think this card's excellent. You could argue this is the most valuable card out of the entire program. Because he is free at a position in which people are cycling through pitchers quite a bit. I love Evan Phillips. I think this card's great. He's still kind of tough to hit. And uh, I'm a fan. I am a large fan. Frederick Freeman. Um, he's going to be a lot of people's first baseman. This is a very good card. This is a solid A to A- minus type of card. I'd probably lean A. He has max contacts versus both sides plus max clutch. So he always has 125 contacts. 81 power right and 92 power left at P1. Plays a lot higher than that. I am normally not a fan at all of Freddie Freeman cards. And in 17 at-bats, again, in the event, I understand it's a small sample size. Just hear me out. Three homers, nine hits. We're hitting 529. He turns on pitches very, very well, whether it's versus lefties or righties. And if you generally struggle with turning on pitches, Freddie can help you because he's got a nice swing, at least on this card. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Um... What's not to like here? You maybe want the vision a little higher. You know, maybe you want a little bit better of a fielder, but it's first base. He can also play third, which is kind of cool. I also don't hate Freddie as a bench bat. Because he actually has reverse splits. He has more power versus left. And he has max clutch. And he has max contact anyway. So he could be almost matchup proof if you swing well with Freddie Freeman. I think this is a good card. I think it's an A. I think you should use it. Lastly, the big boy, Aaron Judge, my king. I am specifically wearing the Arson Judge shirt, shirt excuse me, for this video for this reason. Aaron Judge is basically perfect. Not actually, but you know what I mean. He is an A+, maybe an A, 
A lot of people will argue he's worse than that. Why? Because he has 54 vision. And 54 vision is admittedly rough. We are going, our, our Whiteboard Wednesday tomorrow is going to be all about vision. So spoiler alert there. We're going to talk all about vision, inspired by this conversation. So we will dive into it a little bit deeper in tomorrow's Whiteboard Wednesday. If you're a listener and not a watch, uh, watcher, subscriber, viewer on YouTube, I do recommend you come to youtube.com slash at kdjtv611 on Wednesday. We're going to talk more about vision. But I digress. The quick snapshot here is that Aaron Judge is already tall with an iffy swing, and it makes it very difficult to turn on hard inside pitches from righties especially. Mostly. You have to camp and sell out if you have a hard-throwing righty with a sinker in on the fists with Aaron Judge. Now, he generates electric exit velos with his swing. You just got to get to the ball and time it right, which is difficult. I admit that. But a majority of this player base is playing on veteran and all-star. And on veteran and all-star, Aaron Judge is a demon. And he is free. This card is very good. His 125 clutch really helps those contact numbers, which aren't bad. But they weren't perfect. And so, with runners on base, or runners in scoring position, he is a perfect hitter. 125 contact, 125 power on both sides. The only thing holding him back is the vision. And I think for a majority of the player base, it's not an issue. And that is why I am not taking it into account as much. Now, if you are a Hall of Fame and definitely legend player, his grade might change. We might be talking B+. You might not even use the card because of what that vision is. And I understand that. And that's fine. But I'm just speaking holistically here on behalf of as many players as possible. I think Aaron Judge is a very exciting, very free, very, very fun card. And that's where I stand. Everybody, thank you for listening to me grade the monthly award cards. Largely, what a great content drop. I was not home or I was not available to play when the, the, the content just dropped because I was packing to leave for Louisville the next day. Um, but I grinded it all in about a day when I returned. A lot of fun cards, a lot of useful cards, and a lot of cards that like might have a niche use for you. If if you like the swings of Lourdes Guriel and, and Owen Miller, maybe they have places for you. This game is all up to you and how you'd like to play it. Uh, but great content drop. We have more fun content coming this week. Make sure you're on the lookout for it. Make sure you subscribe if you have not. Comment down below what you think of all the cards that dropped. And that is it for this episode of the show, the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. And I'll see you next time.